Tizo stands for titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. In other words, their commitment to mineral sun protection is right in the name. Tizo is known for having a unique line of all mineral sunscreens with different textures and finishes that cater to every skin type and tone. Sunscreen application may seem burdensome, but with Tizo, it doesn't have to be. Their sunscreens have been meticulously crafted to seamlessly fit into your daily routine. Whether it is saving a step in the morning with an SPF that doubles as a makeup primer or giving your skin a glow before running errands, Tizo has you covered. All Tizo sun protection formulas have broad spectrum protection and are 100% free of chemical sunscreens, dyes, parabens, gluten, preservatives, fragrances, and phthalates. Check out Tizo's mineral sunscreens and so much more at TizoSkin.com. That's T-I-Z-O Skin.com. Shop with code LISTEN10 to receive 10% off your first order. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels not in distress. Hoes came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is hot off the press. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. How are you, Miss Lauren? Good. I'm good. Um, you know, just hanging in there. Um, but tell us about you, Chloe. I feel like you have something <laughs> uh, interesting to talk about today. I do. This is the first time we're talking about a date in a while. Um, it's been too long. We're all on the edge of our seats. Everyone's ready. Um, well, you know, I was kind of talking to you off the air about how I was seeing this guy recently who lives by me. And I was feeling kind of like, it's just a weird time, right? Like we were going back and forth to each other's houses to have dates. There wasn't like super lot of planning involved. It was just hard to tell if he was like really interested and if like, he would be planning like dates for me in real life because I've been doing a lot of like the journaling work recently and mm-hmm. writing down qualities that I want in a partner. And one of them is like for someone that likes to plan dates and like likes to plan special things for me. So that was, I was struggling with that a little bit. Um, I did like him though. We were texting consistently, but then, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> then he came over and we were drinking and I kind of noticed on the second date, he drank a lot. And I mean, I did too, but I will say I kind of have a high tolerance, like a higher tolerance than like most of my friends. So I didn't think much of it. But then this date, um, so we went up to my hot tub. We had like white claws and stuff. And he just had a lot of white claws. Like it was my, I was watching my friend Ashley's apartment and she's always like, you know, take whatever's in my fridge. And he took like, she had like a big container of white claws and he drank like all of them. Damn, those are a 12 pack, aren't they? Yeah, well, she had like a whole drawer in her kitchen, like in her fridge of like different like white claws. Like it was like probably even more than a pack. Um, and so, yeah, and then I just like noticed he started getting like really mumbly. Like we got in the hot tub and he was like very like not making any sense. And then he started throwing like almost full cans of white claws off of my roof from the hot tub. Like if some, if that would have hit someone, Lauren, like they could have literally died. Like he was like, why just for fun? I don't know why I was like, Hey, can you not do that? You could like seriously hurt someone. And he was like, like it like was not making any sense. He came down. And this is on what? Like a Tuesday? It was a Friday, but still. Oh, that's a Friday. Okay. He passed out, like, with his head down. Like, he was, like, he was in my chair and, like, passed out, like, with his head, like, on the floor. And I was, like, okay, well, the way he was, like, laying, I was, like, shit, if he wakes up, like, he's gonna, like, hurt his head. He'll, like, fall on his head. So I was, like, okay. Like, I was, like, hey, like, come back to my room. And he was, like, oh, I'm going home. I was, like, I wish you would go home, but you're, like, way too <laughs> So he passed out in my bed. 20 minutes later, I heard him like rustling around. And then I just felt like a like, like punch to my face as he was like trying to get out of bed. And 
I mean, I'm like 99.9% sure that was an accident because he was just trying to get up and he was like jerking around a lot. But I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like I had had enough. And then like he got up like to the side of the bed was like rustling around with his pants. Like I'm pretty sure he was like, he kept mentioning something about the bathroom or peeing. I was like, don't you dare pee in here. Like I think he thought he was in the bathroom in my room. So then I guess he went out, he peed, he passed back out on the couch and I locked my bedroom door. And I'm sorry, but like, there's just so many things wrong with that. Like, this is a guy that I barely know. Like, it's only our third date. He clearly gets like a little aggressive when he's blacked out. He's in my apartment alone with me. Like, there's just so many things wrong with that. So then the next morning, I just get a text like nothing ever happened. Oh, your door was locked. I couldn't get in there in the middle of the night. Like your cat was looking at me like blah, blah, blah. I didn't say anything. And then in the afternoon, he asked if I was alive. I didn't say anything because I was still trying to process it. And then finally, I was just like, look, like I'm not one to judge a wild night. I've had my fair share of it, but you really seem like someone I like that turns into someone like that I don't want to be around when you're drinking. Like it's almost kind of baffling to me that the first thing out of your mouth was not, I'm sorry. And I mean, to his credit, like he said he was sorry, blah, blah, blah. But like, then tried to say that was the first time he's ever gotten like that. And I'm like, I find that really hard to believe because if if that was like truly the first time you blacked out when That's you the first like, thing you would say, oh my God, I'm so right. sorry. Yes, I'm so sorry. I blacked out what happened. Like clearly that's, this is just what you do. You'd be terrified. You have no idea what happened. Yeah. And he just tried to play it off and that just didn't sit well with me. He left his boxers here and needed to come get her, not his boxers, his swim trunks here. I needed to come get them the next day. And he was like, you can just leave them outside. I was like, I will, because I don't even want to deal with this anymore. Like you could have gotten me flowers. You could have done anything. And like, clearly you didn't care. And that was just like another drunken debauchery that you'll probably laugh about with your friends and just like never talk to me again. Like, yeah. Also, it's like a date. It's not a party. I know, right? Like, like, yeah, I just... He just like still has like some frat boy mentality in him, even though he's like in his thirties. So best of luck to him. Um, But he did finally, like, it finally just made me realize that like, I need to take a break from dating apps because I've just had bad experience after bad experience. I'm really tired of like hearing men being like, yeah, someone broke my heart in college and I've never been the same. It's like, I've had like 72 traumatic experiences from Hinge and I still try to date and I just can't do it anymore. Like, I just need a break. So yeah, that's where we're at with it. Wow, that is quite the story, Chloe. But um, yeah, I think breaks are good. Um, You know, I think that it's important to take time for yourself, like exactly what you're doing, writing down what you want in a partner. And um you know, just like making sure that you're doing the best for yourself and also doing what you deserve. I think that you do a lot for your career um, and like put your emphasis. I know you have your show coming up. I guess by the time this comes out, your show will be over. But like just the fact that you're putting energy into things that truly make you happy, I think makes a lot of sense. And um, at least for me, usually when I devote myself to things that really matter in my life and that I care about, like, you know, the right relationships come on. Yeah. No, for sure. I think that's just what it is. And I think I need to stop. Not that I was like super hyper-focused on like dates and being in a relationship, but I think a big excuse I like told myself was like, oh, I have to always be looking because I need to always be searching for a relationship. And like, I don't know. I just think if I really concentrate on the things that I want to concentrate on, then like that'll come. And I need to stop being so hyper-focused on like finding it myself or like not that. I mean, I do think you need to like put in a certain amount of work, but like, I just know it's like not for me right now. And like just dating's not for me right now. Like, so and that's fine. Like, you know. Well, it's, it's such a double standard because like uh, a man who's like in his thirties and single is a bachelor and uh, you know, he's doing just fine. He's just a bachelor. I think when you watch Bridgerton, you see that women have always been under the pressure to get married. It's always been like what the focus is for them. And then like, you know, shifted into today, it's like women constantly need to be searching for a relationship. Actually, I'm reading Rodham right now, which is about Hillary Clinton's life if she hadn't married Bill Clinton. Let me tell you, the woman's doing a lot better. Like her like success, her career, like everything works out for her without the baggage of people that aren't right for you, you know? So yeah. 
No, for sure. I mean, it's only been like two days, but it feels good. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was also just kind of another distraction on my phone that I don't need. Like, I found myself wanting to like open the Hinge app like right after I opened Instagram. Like, I don't need that. I have work to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of someone who has had their fair share of dating woes and gives some really good advice, we're super excited to talk to our guest today. Let's go. All right. We're so excited to welcome Allie today. Thanks for joining us, Allie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. And Allie is a dating coach. She has her very own Instagram page, TikTok page. You can find her at Finding Mr. Height. And I actually found you on TikTok because you were doing a, it was like where people could stitch something with you and it was the worst dating stories. And there were some (laughs) really entertaining ones on there. Oh my gosh. It was nuts. I actually wish TikTok did a better job of letting you see all of the stitches because they, they really don't. They need to fix that. Um, but the ones that I've seen are, some of them are nuts. That's what I was going to say. I was wondering on the back end, are you able to see like everyone that stitches it? And so it gives you a notification. It'll tell you that somebody mentioned you in a video, but like, this is going to sound like a major, this is not a problem statement, but there are so many notifications when you have a video that's going viral like that, that you just can't possibly keep up with all of them. Um, so again, it's not a problem. But like it would be it would be better if I could see all of them. I'd like to like respond to people, you know? Yeah. No, I was telling Lauren I recently had a no, not to brag, but I had a comment that went viral and I was getting like so many notifications just like liking the comment. I think it's up to like sixty thousand likes. And yeah, I'm just like, okay, I'm kind of like over getting the notifications almost. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't need any more. <laughs> I know, it can be a lot. Um, there was that video and then there was another one that was like, tell me you're single without telling me you're single. Um, that that one actually was more out of control. And it, it, yeah, I got overwhelming. It's fun, but it's just like a lot. Yeah. Well, clearly people have a lot to say and we wanted to talk about finding Mr. Height and it seems like you have a lot of followers on TikTok. So can you tell us the inspiration behind starting that? Yeah. So I started finding Mr. Height about a year ago on Instagram. Um, I was just literally one day I had, I think I had four dates in one week or something like that. Uh, this is back in January when things were a little bit normal in 2020. Um, and I posted, I like picked up my cat and posted a mirror selfie on my personal Instagram saying like, I have four dates this week. Who wants to hear about them? And a, a shocking number of people responded to that story that they did. Um, so I started blogging about my dating life in my Instagram stories. And then eventually realized as people were referring their friends that I now had all these strangers following my personal Instagram <laughs> that like probably were super confused and annoyed when I posted about my actual life. Um, <laughs> So that's when I created Finding Mr. Height. Um, and originally, it was just a super small community on Instagram. I was talking about my own dating life. And then people started asking questions, asking for advice. And I kind of started branching into the dating coaching space. Um, and then in late September, I think it was like September 29th, I looked at it the other day, that I posted my first TikTok. Um, and it kind of honestly snowballed in a way that I was not expecting. Um, so I have a little bit more now, but on Instagram, I had like, 700 followers max, like not a crazy amount. And all of a sudden I had like thousands on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. That's totally unexpected, but really cool. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about why the title? Yeah. So I'm six feet tall. Um, <laughs> and so when I was, I actually used to write like a, a literal blog back when that was more of a thing. Um, I'm talking like 10 years ago. Um, and I was asking friends, what should I call it? I don't know. And a friend of mine came up with finding Mr. Height, um, because I am tall. Mm -hmm. And so that name has always kind of just like been in my head. Um, and I actually had the Instagram handle though. I wasn't using it. So it just kind of made sense. And have you gone out with a guy that's shorter than you or would you? Not on purpose. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> we'll speak on that because those men lie they lie on the dating app yeah <laughs> yeah and that's like I'm like that's not even totally true because my ex-boyfriend is a little bit shorter than me but I met him in person I didn't meet him on a dating app so I like knew I like kind of like got to know him without that but I truly found through that relationship that I just couldn't get over it and I really would love to be able to um but he also couldn't get over it and I have found that it's not even just my issue 
do, but it's also that men have a really hard time with women who are taller than them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I never say never, but I just, I've tried multiple times and it hasn't worked. Yeah. It's funny because a few weeks ago I made a joke. Somebody was talking about something being short and I was like, yeah, I like my tacos. Like I like my men short. And my boyfriend's friends freaked out at me because my boyfriend isn't short. Like I was just like, you know, using him as the butt of my joke, but they were like, he is not short. Like, how could you call him short? Like what, what don't insult him? Like, how could he be considered short? And I was like, oh my God. Like I didn't realize it was such a touchy subject. Like we've been together for five years. Like, I think I can insult him now without him being offended. There's like a, have you guys seen that meme about like, tell a guy he looks like he can't swim? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, About how like men freak out if you say that. I saw one, I saw a stitch of that on TikTok that said like, tell a guy he looks two inches shorter than he says he is (laughs) and watch him flip out. Yeah, it's a touchy subject. No, it's such like like, a phenomenon of like, I don't know. And I saw some guy and he's short. He posted something like, yeah, the next time like a girl asks me about my height, I'm going to ask her about her weight. And I was like, bitch, that is not the same thing. You better stop it. So anytime that I mention, I mean, I mentioned it in my handle, but anytime I mention it in an actual TikTok, the number of men coming into the comments saying like, imagine if I created an account called finding this skinny, like this is not the same thing. No, no, because not at you all. also want this as much as I do. Also, like, I'm not because a lot or a lot of guys want there to be weight filters on dating apps. I have discovered that's insane, um, which is just super troubling. <laughs> but I also feel like they don't, nobody's judging. I'm not judging men who are shorter than me, I just don't want to date them. Yeah, like, I don't need to want to date everyone on the planet, like, right, I'm not yeah. required yeah. to like you. Yeah. I think you made a good point earlier when you said like your ex couldn't get over it because it is a thing for them too. You know what I mean? Like if you weren't insecure about it, like I feel like I've like dated guys that are shorter than me and I'm just kind of like, okay, like then you need to get over it too. Cause like, unfortunately I do think they tend to be more like their self-esteem tends to be lower and that's on them. It's so true. And even like, it's very difficult for me to find someone where they're also taller than me in heels. And I wear heels, like not mm-hmm. all the time, but I do wear them. I'm six, three in heels. So the chances that a guy's going to be taller than me at that point are like fairly small. <laughs> it does bother yeah. them. I was going to say you should be on the season of the bachelor. Cause he's like six, five or something. Oh Matt James. Yeah. He's like very attractive. He's like a little bit so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched the season, but almost he's almost too hot, just like that guy from Bridgerton. I'm just like, there's no way you know. I'm obsessed he's, with him. Um he's thing. literally quite literally the hottest man I've ever seen. I yeah. think he uh, is, honestly. <laughs> he's incredible. The guy that I'm currently dating, I call him the Duke, uh, because he's a Duke fan, but it's inspired by that man yes. from Bridgerton. <laughs> no offense to the guy that I'm seeing, but like he's got nothing on the Duke from Bridgerton. But no, literally no one does. Like you can't yeah, it's, it's bad because, funny. like, because it's quarantine, the only person I watch the show with is my boyfriend. And every five seconds, I want to be like, he's so hot. He is so hot. And I can get away with, like, maybe one or two or, like, saying it to somebody else while he's around. But there's, like, a certain point where, like, you have said it too much that he's yeah, too he's hot like, that, like, you got to stop. <laughs> yeah, like, we get it. He's yeah, yeah. Yeah. understood. Like, no, do you, though? Do you get it? Yeah. I mean, he is just one of those people that you have to say it multiple times to fathom. I wanted to say that I really liked what you said, actually, the opposite of what Chloe pointed out, but that, like, you knew that it was something that you couldn't get over, the height thing, because I do think that, like, so many people will be like, oh, it's so superficial, like, what if you met somebody with a great personality, like, wouldn't you be able to get over it? But I think it's, like, so intelligent to just know yourself and know, like, that's going to be something that's going to bother me long term, because there are certain things that, like, yeah, they're superficial, but you can't get over them, and, like, why be with somebody five years down the line or whatever it is, and, like, know that you're always going to have that hang up it's so true and I think I thought about that so often I probably thought the number of times that I googled pictures of Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban while I was dating this guy I can't even to try to be like it's fine like it's totally fine it's not like for me like I can't do it I I googled so many people like celebrities. Did you do Joe ladies. Jonas and Sophie? Yes. Like I was Googling yeah. all of these couples to like try to normalize it in my head. 
and I just I couldn't I do that all the time if I'm dating so like that's a good instance and like if you're dating somebody with like an age gap you're like googling celebrities that have that same age gap you're like yeah. it's fine it's normal you're like oh Olivia Wilde is 38 and dating Harry Styles who's 27 it's gonna be fine <laughs> yeah God, I had a terrible hangover the other day. And of course, Snapchat, first thing it puts up is like celebrities that quit alcohol. And I was like, are you guys trying to send me a message here? (laughs) You know, I read through all 30 of them. You were like, maybe I should quit alcohol and go vegan. Yeah. God, I actually, my like two exes ago, my most serious ex um, broke up with me because he wanted to be sober and vegan. And I have never... I have never heard something so insane in my life <laughs> in a moment where like, cause he was neither sober nor vegan at the time, like just for the record. Yeah. Neither yeah. of those things. And all of a sudden he was like, well, this is what I want out of my life. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your dating life? Cause you were saying you're, you're seeing someone now, but then you were going. Yeah. On date slash January. Yeah. Tell us yeah. So, <laughs> so 2020, I started off single. I went into, so I broke that guy, broke my heart in 2019 twice. Um, and because once wasn't enough. Um, and so I went into 2020 and I wanted to be like super intentional about my dating and just really find a partner. And so that's why I sort of set up all those dates right at the beginning of the year. I went on 13 dates in, I want to say 31 days, um, 13 first dates. And the 13th one, I ended up dating for about five months of 2020. Um, So we started dating, actually, it was like almost a year ago right now. Um, And so we went into quarantine dating like very, very quickly after we started dating. Um, He actually moved to Connecticut and didn't tell me. So I live in New York City as a point of reference. Um, So we both were living in New York City when we met. He decided to move in with his parents, but he didn't tell me that. So then we were in this long distance relationship during quarantine. We ended up breaking up in July. And so since then I've been single. Um, and when I was in New York in the summer, I was going on outdoor dates, um, doing like FaceTime dates that would lead to outdoor drinks. Um, but I've been home in San Diego for the last three months at my mom's house. And so I've been virtually dating guys in New York. And so that's the Duke, the guy that I was talking about. He and I have been on five dates now, uh, but all FaceTime. I've never met him. And so I'm going to meet him when I go back. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, it was rough for the, I mean, I didn't leave my apartment for like six weeks in New York. Um, I saw him once in that time. So it was really, really hard, but not the right relationship for me regardless. So I actually think I found out, I think this happened to a lot of people in the pandemic, actually. Like, I don't think I would have realized as quickly that we weren't right for each other, if not for sort of the insane amount of stress that our relationship was put under because of everything that happened in 2020, not just the pandemic, but also like social justice movements and whatnot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like a good way to show you too, you know, like, I mean, it does fast track whether that person is right for you or not, like for better or worse, because yeah. Totally. Did you have a preferred app to meet people on? I like Bumble the best. Um, I think you like Hinge. I like Hinge. I don't like Bumble. I've I've said I said this once. I'll say it again. I'll say as many times as needed. I just feel like on Bumble, I would really try like with a good opener with these guys. Like I wasn't just like hey or hi. Like I would pick out something for their profile, say something nice, and then they wouldn't say anything, and that really pissed me off. So I have a whole, you should check out my hooks and opener templates um, because I have a whole like system that I use on Bumble so that I don't end up wasting my time um, with like picking out something personal from someone's profile who isn't going to respond. Like I usually open with, I'll be like, hey, Chris, big question for you, dot, dot, dot. And then I wait for him to respond. I'm I'm not getting you 99% of people respond. Hmm. And that was way higher than what I was getting before and then I'll follow up I only look at their profile to follow up with a question if they respond but they almost always do now with that hook that's a good hook I just yeah but I I just haven't had luck on I think the reason I've had a lot of conversations with people like my friends but also my clients about like what they which one they like more those two are far and away the best um 
Tinder is fine if you're looking for a hookup, but like in terms of like looking for a relationship and like the quality and quantity being sort of like commensurate with each other, Bumble and Hinge are far and away the two best. Well, That's they took away the height filter on Hinge, which was, I know that was super controversial when they took away the height filter. You have to pay for and, it now, which is why I pay for yeah. Hinge. <laughs> yeah. Which is fair. Wait, I wanted to say a funny story, and I don't know if you've seen this TikTok. Um, it'll like CFR like for you pages or similar. Some girl messaged a guy on Bumble, something like very nice. It was like a nice opener, like, hey, how are you? Like, where's the first place you want to travel to after the pandemic? And he opened the conversation just to tell her, fuck off. <laughs> and like she was like, What on earth? Why would you open the conversation to say that to me? <laughs> The things that people think are appropriate to say, yeah. like I just, I often, I mean, you need to do a TikTok about this actually of like app conversations versus IRL conversations. Like the things that people feel comfortable saying to you from behind their phone that they would absolutely never say to you in person. There is zero chance that that man, if she had walked up to him in a bar and said like, hi, how are you doing? Would say fuck off. Like there's just no way. And like that goes for like so many of the gross things that people say. Like there's just no way you would say that to me in person. So why are you saying it to me now? No, definitely not. And I I mean, I wanted to ask like, what are people kind of coming to you for? Like for advice, like for these videos, like what patterns are you seeing? I was just telling Lauren, I deleted Hinge because I've just had one too many bad experiences recently and yeah. need a break. Um, but yeah, just like talk about the dating culture and like what you're seeing people come to you for. Yeah, I think a lot of people come to me for stuff like that. That's like, I'm burnt out, I'm discouraged, I've had all these bad experiences, but I don't want to take a break because I do want to meet a partner. And like, mm -hmm. especially where we're at right now, if you're not on dating apps, you're probably not meeting very many people, if anybody at all. Um, and so I think people are struggling with that. Like, how do I put how do the how do I put these two things together? The fact that I like can't meet anybody organically for the most part but I also have these really negative experiences on dating apps. Um, and something that I, I think has really resonated with people is being super intentional about it and sort of crafting your profile and your search to really look for a certain type of person. Um, and so it's okay to not cast your net as wide in terms of people that you want to talk to uh, because you're more likely to have better interactions that way. You're still going to get the occasional gross person, but. It doesn't happen very much to me. And I think the reason is because I like, I've gotten pretty good at figuring out who I'm going to like to talk to. Hmm. I'm curious when you went on those four dates, like when that started at all, like what was your inspiration for one being like, okay, I'm going to go on these four dates and two, I'm going to post on Instagram and see if people want to hear. I truly, I think I just was talking to some friends and I was telling them that I had four dates and I think it was across the course of six days. It was like four in a week. They were like, that's nuts. Tell us all about it. And I was kind of talking to them about it. And then I just thought like, oh, maybe I'll post my Instagram story about it. And then it just kind of spiraled from there to the point where, so then I was, by the time I went on all 13 dates, I was like giving each guy a nickname, which everybody has <laughs> their friends, but like on my Instagram and I was posting like screenshots of their profiles, anonymous, like covering their face and every, anything like that. Um, and people were giving me what they thought guys were going to be like. So I'd post about like, oh, I'm going out with the Duke this week. Here's his profile. Here's a couple snippets of our conversation. Like, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Like, are you into him? And then I'd post their responses. And so like it turned into this like, whole community and back and forth of people talking um about dating in general and that's how it kind of spiraled but I, I don't really remember why I just kind of did it <laughs> and how often do people find out that you're doing this that you're going on with and what's the reaction usually so nobody ever found out the first time um I told my boyfriend the guy that I ended up dating for five weeks or five months rather I told him about it when we became official he didn't have Instagram or any social media actually. So he never, and he never asked to see it. So he never really, he never saw it. Um, and he didn't even ask what it was called in, in hindsight. Anyway, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it made him really uncomfortable. I found out later, um, but he didn't tell me that up front. Um, I think though, because he didn't have social media. So he shared nothing mm. with the world. So the fact that I was, I'm an, I'm sharing more than your average person. He was sharing less than your average person. Um, and then the second time around, I actually had a guy ghost me, essentially stand me up because I was on our way to our first date. 
Ooh. because he found it that morning of our first date and <gasps> decided to not say that he found it. Instead, decided to just totally stand me up and ghost me and not respond to any of my texts after that until I signed him up for a bunch of Trump serves. And then finally he was like, can you stop doing this? <laughs> it's not the... <laughs> probably one of the pettier things I've done and I'm not super proud of it but I also think I'd do it again oh my god that's amazing I saw some girl on TikTok like you can like send fake STD results like a fake STD result text message to people and she did that to some guy that goes to her <laughs> oh man um yeah I I have since I think I was like feeling very salty that week for just like in general um and I normally do not recommend doing that kind of thing. Like I literally have a text script about like what to say to somebody who has ghosted you. And it is certainly not that, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I felt it was pretty rude. And then finally he told me what happened, but only after I like harassed him. To tell wow. Him. So annoying that he waited that long to just say yeah. it. Yeah. Like he found it that more. I know exactly when he found it. I can like, t- I could tell exactly when he found it. I did a lot of sleuthing. Um, and so, right, to, like, let me go that whole day and, like, get ready for the date and be on my way to the date and not ever say that he doesn't want to go out anymore just very much rubbed me the wrong way. Um, How could you figure it out? Like, what information did you do to use? So so he – I found a, like, burner account that had watched my story, and I figured out – I basically figured out what story he had originally watched and what time I had posted that story – and then I figured out, and then he unmatched me. So then I was kind of like looking back at, yeah. It, genius. That is genius. And we had also spoken. We had spoken right before we went to bed. So I knew he hadn't found it until, like it was a Saturday night. We were supposed to go out on Sunday night. We had talked on the phone that Saturday night and said like, I'm excited for tomorrow. And then like the next morning, so like I knew he hadn't found it when we talked on the phone. So like it was he like sounds a like he has of, anxiety issues too, like or possibly I also was not unable to find him anywhere on the internet. So I mm. also was like who is impossible to find. Um, so I also like I'm a little bit wondering if he wasn't who he says he is, but mm. I was never. Mm. Um, but beyond that, <laughs> I actually told the Duke about my TikTok. Um, but I won't tell him what it is, like what it's called. Um, and it's driving him nuts, which is kind of fun. <laughs> so no, I love that. I was going to ask you if you ever feel, I mean, you shouldn't feel like you need to like silence yourself or change anything about your advice because it's helping a lot of people. But I mean, have you ever gotten like self-conscious? I'm sure like whenever that guy ghosted you, like I couldn't have felt good. Yeah, I, I've adjusted my approach with my own dating life a few times based on like different experiences. So like after that one, I actually made my Instagram private. Um, this is before I had a TikTok. So I, before I was really like thinking about my dating coaching as an actual potential revenue driver, um, cause I have a full-time job. This is not my full-time job. Um, and so, but then like when I decided to make it more public, basically now I only talk about guys I'm dating in my stories and I don't save them mm-hmm. the highlights so that like, I'm st- it's still totally anonymous, but I feel a little bit better that there's not like a record of the people that I'm talking about in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I don't really talk about my personal life on my TikTok because 3000 people versus 75,000 people is very different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And have you had people from work ask you about it? Actually, several people at work have recognized me from TikTok. (laughs) Um, So we don't do, so I actually only started this job in July. So Uh I've never met anybody that I work with. Um, And we don't use video very often, especially in bigger meetings. So a couple times when we've used video for the first time with a new group, I will get like a DM, not on it, like a through our work chat afterwards being like oh my god I recognize you from TikTok (laughs) like (laughs) and I work for a retailer and I'm almost always wearing our clothes in my videos and so she was like I just thought you loved our clothes I didn't know you actually worked here (laughs) so that's hilarious yeah it's uh, but they actually think it's super fun and I've been helping I've actually been like advising on our brand's TikTok because we're not really doing much with it um and we have a decent number of followers because of the brand name but we just have so much opportunity. So it's actually been kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I 
going to go more into your advice videos, but I think this letter today kind of like encompasses a lot of advice that you give in your videos. So we can go ahead and read it and then, you know, kind of chime in just from things that you've said in the past too. Dear damsels, like most millennial females, I've had my fair share of horrible dating experiences. Most recently, I went on an outdoor dining date with a guy who already had two drinks at the table when I showed up. I assume one was for me, but when I reached for it, he explained to me that it was two for one night and that I should get my own drinks for myself. <laughs> Looking what a job. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> Looking back, I should have immediately left, but I have an issue when it comes to standing up for myself with these terrible guys. I just feel like society is really ingrained in women that they need to give men multiple chances when men don't seem to do the same. I also just get worried about my dating pattern. I know it is partially on me, but I don't get why so many guys do so many rude things to me, and then I just keep finding the next one who does something even ruder. What can I do to break this pattern and stop the next ounce of disrespect before it starts? Sincerely, sucking it, sticking up for myself. That guy sounds like an ass hat. <laughs> Can you imagine reaching for a drink? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> it's actually really serendipitous that, that you read that letter, though, because literally right now on my Instagram story, I have a story up that says, what is a dating pattern that you're trying to break? Mm. Um, because I think that's something that comes up so much with both people who DM me, but also my clients of like, it's so easy and comfortable to go back to what we know. And it's so, so hard to break out from it. So I, I feel for her. I totally get that. Yeah. Totally. Also so stupid, like such low EQ on that. Like, why wouldn't you just be like, oh yeah, like go with it. Like, of course I got you a drink and then just go get another two for one. Yeah. Like I, I just genuinely get baffled at some of the things like men do and like some of the stories we hear. But like, yeah, let's talk about that pattern thing a little bit, because I don't know, do you think that there is somewhat of like a phenomenon of like terrible men, like, and like bad guys on dating apps right now? I, so I think that a lot of it is what we are accepting as acceptable behavior. Mm -hmm. And so I have this whole series on my TikTok and my Instagram about text scripts um, and people have a lot of feelings about them. But mm -hmm. basically what it is, is I, I write scripts for you to say to somebody that you're either dating or you just matched with or whatever in certain scenarios. So like one of them would be if you got stood up or if you're getting ghosted, if you're getting breadcrumbed. And the reason that I do it is like, is because of exactly what that person said, that it's so difficult often to stand up for ourselves in the moment and it takes practice. And so one of the reasons that I do these scripts is because it takes some of the emotional labor, like having this script written for you, even if you're tweaking it, which I encourage people to do, it takes some of the emotional labor and the stress and anxiety out of breaking that pattern. Yeah. Um, and so I think the more you do that, the less likely you are to even encounter that behavior, let alone have to stand up for it because you're not even attracting those people. You're not even like giving them the time. Maybe like, you can't really help who's attracted to you, but you can help who you let into your life. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. And I've told Lauren before, I joke that like men wake up sometimes and choose violence. And like mm. what I mean by that is like, yeah. I think a lot of girls are afraid to stand up for themselves because they're like, like I've had men before like really come at me and like, you know, do like really harsh criticisms just because they can't take something. I think that is a lot of the anxiety like surrounding it too, is being afraid to stand up for yourself. Cause what if they like call me fat or call me this or like, cause like men have been known to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually, in that, in that story of that video, you mentioned that people stitch the like, tell me about your worst date. It's like about this guy who basically stalked me home and like followed me home to my apartment. And so many people, including women, so many people in the comments were so focused on everything that I did wrong. Like you should have left, which like, I did. He followed me. You should have called the police. You should have screamed. You should have run like all of these things. But meanwhile, in my head at the time, I was thinking like, this guy seems unstable and I don't want to do anything to provoke him because he could definitely overpower me. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a real thing that like, I think a lot of people discount. Um, but even forgetting the physicality of it, what you said is super, super relevant too, that, you know, you just, people can fly off the handle. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah and I would love this person to like, also ask, like, 
Why are you tolerating this behavior? Like what's going on with you that you feel like this behavior is acceptable? Because I know when I was a serial dater, looking back on it, I was terribly insecure. I needed somebody else for my own self-validation. I wasn't complete until I had a boyfriend. I didn't get in healthy relationships until I took time for myself, started really liking myself and started thinking that I deserved something better. So like, I would just really make sure that this person is in a good mental place also before you start like going on these dates with these people, because like, obviously this behavior is unacceptable. If you're seeing this as a pattern, then like, let's do a check-in. Like, are you letting in people who don't deserve you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that there's so much about like when you call a guy out, for example, like if she had yelled at him, let's say his narrative is now, oh, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I hate that so much. And it's another reason that I do these scripts is because they're very like calm and rational. And it's so unfortunate that we need to like temper our emotions. Yeah somebody wrongs us just so that we're not seen as crazy but like in order to like break through I think sometimes it's what you have to do um but you're so right Lauren I think there's so much internal work for sure yeah yeah it's interesting you say that because I'm reading Obama's book right now and I'm at the part where he talks about like how Hillary was perceived as emotional because she cried and how like Obama, even though he was running against her, like wanted to stand up for her because he's like, people should be allowed to cry. Like he could see the sexism that was happening through that election. Um, and when yeah. he did try to stand up for her, people thought that he was like patronizing her. So totally. Uh, yeah. The number of men in my in my TikTok comments who call me aggressive when I'm really being assertive is not even some of the time I'm not even being assertive. I'm just being like not I'm not kowtowing to you. Like I'm just being neutral. Yeah. And they see it as aggression because they're so used to women accommodating them or like being told that women should accommodate them and that, you know, we as women are socialized not to disappoint. Also, yeah, which I think is really tricky. Well, yeah, yeah. let's even break down that story of your bad date where he was like stalking you, and it was like, well, you could have done this, this, and this because it's always on the female, right? To be logical, to be rational, to be to calm, be likable, yeah. yeah, to be all those exactly. things. Like, when that guy was legit being crazy, <laughs> like yeah. It's just, and then other times, people and I other I also think so many men wrote on my story and said like, you're lying. or they would say i had to actually look up what this meant but they would write that little blue cap that means like bs in in like Uh, yeah (laughs) the number of emojis that i've had to look up because of the teenagers who follow me (laughs) but like this one or whatever wait what does this mean because i just got that today what does that mean trying to be cute i felt fucking out i i like feel dumb looking it up too i'm like chloe you're 29 years old stop it knock it off and sometimes I don't even succeed at looking them up. Like people were using the blind one, the blind guy, which apparently means like I didn't see shit. Um, but Google didn't tell me that. Google but does that ever, like, I think I found myself frustrated the other day that I couldn't, I think Addison Ray posted something and everyone was like, I love this caption. And I couldn't figure out what the caption meant. And I found myself frustrated. <laughs> I was like, why are you frustrated? You can't figure out a 16 year old TikTok. I, it's, but it, it is though. Or like, apparently people are now using the fencer to mean like them's fighting words, like on guard. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. Seriously. Um, but anyway, so like all these guys were posting like cap or whatever on my story. And I posted another video saying, like, I don't think I've ever one time seen a man telling a story where a bunch of people are saying that's probably a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think I've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Like on TikTok, like not, you know, it's not a court of law. Like I'm not trying to like, I didn't even say who he was, obviously. Like I'm not trying to get any justice here. I'm literally just telling a story. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen it in the reverse. And I actually asked a commenter, a guy, a commenter, I like replied to him and said like, would you have asked this of a man telling a story? And he didn't reply. So we'll never know. But it's, yeah, it's just super frustrating to me. It happens to me so often in my comment section. 
Yeah. I'm curious. I'm not on TikTok, but like, what's the accountability for these people commenting? Like on Instagram, like you comment, people see your face, people see like your job, your account. Like how, how much do we know about people on their TikTok where like these comments can be held accountable? Almost nothing if they don't want you to. So most of the time, almost always the really shitty comments that I get are somebody who has like a cartoon avatar and Mm. no content posted. Um, because a lot of people are just consuming tick, which is totally fine. If you don't want to post and you just want to consume, but like 99 times out of 100, the troll is behind a cartoon avatar. Almost always. It's true. Or they just like, don't have a picture. Someone commented the other day, this girl like did a little transition thing and people were like commenting something mean about her eyebrows and stuff. And someone wrote like, I don't think you guys realize there's a real person like behind the screen reading those comments. Mm. Yes. It's something about TikTok that like disconnects them and they say the meanest shit. I, so there was a a woman who posted something pretty mean on one of my TikToks um, and I replied to her and I, I think I maybe like answered one of the questions she was asking. I forget exactly what the scenario was, but then she wrote back to me something also kind of mean. And then I wrote back again. And in that reply, I used the word my, and then she said, oh my God, I didn't realize you're the creator. I'm so sorry if I offended you. Yeah. And I, I said, you realize you commented on my video in the first place, right? So regardless, I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. I don't get I, it. What just, would she have thought? Like what, what else could, that was just an excuse, right? I, I don't know, but I think it just illustrates what you're saying, Chloe, that like people don't real, they don't think about that fact on TikTok way more than other platforms I have found. Yeah. And I'm kind of trying, just like thinking it through, trying to pinpoint what it is. TikTok's so fast. You consume it so fast. Like it's just like scroll, 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 comment, comment, comment. Like, it's not like you're like on Facebook and you have to click on something or like on Instagram and you have to go to a page. Like I think people just post these mean comments and like forget about them and move on with their day. Meanwhile, you could be really upsetting someone who's really trying to like grow their page and grow their audience. Yeah. And like, I honestly, like almost, I think there's been like two comments that have actually legitimately upset me uh, because most of the time I literally laugh. Yesterday, somebody told me I'm going to age like milk. Um, I Like most of the time I just, am like, that is so ridiculous. That <laughs> all I can do is laugh. Um, yeah. The number of times people have told me to go die. Like, it's just like, I just don't, I don't understand I don't either. I would definitely not recommend trying to grow on TikTok if you are not prepared to get shit like that because it is rough. No, you have to have a thick skin. And that's why like, I admire what you do so much because I think a lot of females need this advice and you're giving good, solid advice and you're like helping women like confront people in like a good way. And it's just hard when you're getting so much criticism. Yeah. Like it's I appreciate that. But I I think like, honestly, for every one terrible comment, there are five or six comments or DMs of not even just women, actually, I've actually had a shocking number of men reach out or comment and say that I've like made them think about something differently with how they interact with women. Um, And so like, that goes so much further for me than this, like, idiot person who clearly has some issues to work through yeah negative comments just stem from insecurity so like that's all that is so true just kind of like wrapping up I liked what you were saying earlier like you know with your dating apps and being particular about who you match with and I think you know maybe this letter writer could take that into account because I know I've kind of talked with my therapist before too she's like you kind of let too many people in which is like not something most girls do on dating apps but I'm like open like I'm like well, maybe they don't need to be 5'11", or maybe they don't need to be this or that. And like, I don't know, you can kind of tell when it's like a fuck boy, like party boy on the dating apps. Yeah, I think like a really good example is just today I posted a like developing screenshot of a conversation that I had with somebody where he was wearing a tux with suspenders in a picture. And I asked if they were his or if they were rented because men who own tuxes love to talk about their tuxes. So mm. if a guy has a picture of a tux, I highly recommend you ask about it. Um, but he said, they're all mine and they're glorious. And I was like, amazing. I love a black tie look. And then he said, and I'm only wearing them right now. Like something like, I forget exactly. 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Literally. And so I posted that and I was like, I was not expecting this. This took a turn. Somebody sent help. And so many people have commented and said like, oh, I think he was just joking. I'm like, okay, but. No, like, yes, you're, you're right. 
Clearly. One of those, like, let me poke her a little bit. Let me see how far I can push this. And that is indicative of future behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just also rubs me the wrong way of, like, let me see how far I can get. Because then it's once again woman to be like, you got to stop. Like, Like, if anybody ever says to you, like, oh, I just like to get a rise out of people. No. Why would you want that? Yeah, so true. I do think like society places this pressure on women on women to like be in relationships and like be in relationships sooner than they do that with guys. And I think that also kind of makes girls feel like they have to give these douchebags like try after try, but like that's not how you get the relationship you want. No. In fact, you're actually delaying the relationship that you want by doing that. Yeah. Well, this was great advice. It was so fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And tell people where they can find you. So you can find me on TikTok at Finding Mr. Height and Instagram at Finding Mr. Height. Um, And I also have a website where I talk about my coaching programs, which is findingmrheight.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. So much good advice from Allie today. I know. I think that she does a really great job of just being relatable and, um, like really walking through people's experiences with empathy. I think that there's like a lot of um, dating advice out there that can sometimes be harsh on people. Like, oh, just end it, girl. Like, uh, he's not the one, you'll know it. But like, I think going through the dating process is a lot harder than um, maybe we've talked about like in previous years. I think this year we're starting to acknowledge like how difficult it can be on people. But I think leading with empathy for yourself and others, which I think she does a great job of is so important. Yeah, for sure. And she's just one of those ones that gives like good advice. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, oh, play games and like trick him into texting you. She's like, no, like just lay it out what you're wanting and the right person will be like reciprocal. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, go follow her. Go follow us. Write us your letters. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.